A lot of people talk to us about, oh, you know, well, I've got to spend money to invest in the software to get it set up and configured correctly, but also to get trained on how to use it. And it's such a massive return on investment for a business owner because I've seen it over and over again. I've seen people on the right software that haven't got the right guidance, haven't had it set up properly, so they're not using it. So then they go back to market thinking they're on the wrong tool. When you've got a system and you've got the information in the system and the jobs and the to-do items and you're confident that you've got everything in there, it takes such a weight off your shoulders of knowing that you don't have to have all that kept in your head. Growing a successful trades business isn't about you being the best on the tools. It's about how you profit, plan, prepare and prosper so you can create a business that supports you and your family. Welcome to Profit First for Tradies. I am your host, Katie Crismali-Marshall, and this is the podcast for tradies who are ready to transform their business from a cash-eating monster to a money-making machine. Let's dive in. So thank you both, Clinton and Scott, for joining me today from TradiePad. So excited to have you both here. Thank you. Absolutely. No worries at all. Clinton, we'll start with you. If you can just give us a bit of a background about what you did, how you got into TradyPad and what you did beforehand. How long have we got? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, um, yeah, that's a good story. Uh, it's a good question. So I, um, I'm a plumber by trade. Before I became a plumber, I did a whole bunch of stuff. I won't bore everybody with that and did a whole bunch of things from retail sales and scan instructing and some photography and all sorts of things. And then did my plumbing trade and started working in a plumbing business and thought, it was all paper that was that was being used within the business, job cards and invoice books and diaries. And I thought there's got to be a better way to do things. But this was 15, 15 years ago, that'll do. Um, and back then, technology wasn't really practical to use within trade businesses. Um, and that was until uh, until the iPad came out. And, uh, and I got my hands on the original iPad, which was 12, 13 years ago, whenever it was. Um, and uh, and I, I thought oh, I'll be able to be able to run all the software we were using back then, Myob and, and Excel and all those things, but they weren't really available on on iPads. And I had to kind of put a bit of a system together that um, that would replace what we were doing with paper. And um, fortunately or unfortunately, I I actually injured my knee and I had to get a knee reconstruction. And so I had a bit of time uh, in the office to be able to spend on on kind of solving this problem of how could we use iPads to to do what we'd been traditionally doing on paper. And I managed to put together this solution of a calendar system with Google Calendar and uh, a quoting and invoicing system with um, invoice to go. Uh, and and that was that was a game changer. That got rid of all those a lot of that paper stuff that we'd been doing. We were able to get all of our um, all of our admin stuff done out in the field instead of in front of the computer at, at nine, ten o'clock at night. And so I, I remember getting home from work one day and pulling my keys out of the van and going, I don't have any admin stuff to do. I can go in and spend time with the family. And I thought, this is gold. This is this is amazing what I've been able to put together here. This is something that's going to change the way that tradies do business. And and I thought I've got to help other people do this, to 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 do this and set this stuff up for their business. And that was before we had the variety of job management systems that we've got available these days. So it was very rudimentary when you look at the luxury, the luxurious tools we've got available now. But um, it it solved a problem, and it meant that we could 
um, get rid of all of that paperwork and improve our professionalism and improve the efficiency of the business. And it made a huge difference. So I started to set up mates of mine that were plumbers and electricians around the northern beaches of Sydney, um, set them up with a similar thing that we had. And I thought, there's something in this. And so I hung up the plumbing belt and embraced my inner nerd, which was always there. And uh, and TradyPad TradyPad was born, so that was yeah that was twelve years ago now. Uh, and now we got a we got a whole team of people. We got thousands of clients all over Australia and New Zealand. And I've got Scott here helping me change the world. I love that. So Scott, can you let us know a little bit about your story and how you came to be at TradyPad and, and what you do in the business? Yeah, absolutely. So um, similar to Clinton. Um, so as you can hear, I'm a Kiwi. So. Um, in New Zealand, growing up um, in a family building business, so it's quite um, it's quite funny. Um, I've, I mentioned this a few times of you know the old man having a diary, you know, uh, and it was a placemaker's placemaker's diary, um, you know, and it was always stuffed in the in in the windscreen and then in the office. It was these big planners and paper everywhere. So. Look, I spent a bit of time in the building business. Didn't become a qualified builder. I, I didn't like. Um, I didn't like the idea of building it for a career. But spent a lot of time, sort of, you know, in the family business. I was on on site as soon as I could walk, denailing and wheelbarrowing and all that sort of stuff. So, yeah, that was my sort of, I suppose, um, construction background. Um, in New Zealand, I um, spent a lot of time uh, running a few of my own businesses um, and uh, you know working in uh, for different people. But then decided to make the leap. Uh, and move across to Australia. Um, and uh, when we got to Australia, um, we were first in Brisbane, and we got a bit of exposure to technology and software. And um, look, I'm all about efficiency and making things faster. Uh, and also, too, um, I come from a very strong sales background as well, so I could see what this technology could do for businesses, and I thought it was an absolute, absolutely amazing. Um, so I had a couple of gigs in Australia, which um, you know gave me that exposure. Uh, and then I really wanted to get into a, um, a business. There was a couple of things I was looking for. I was looking at getting into the um, software industry, um, but I also was looking for a really good company to work for. So good culture, good leadership, good values, because um, that had I had a bit of time to think about what I wanted to do. Uh, and uh, and then I ended up uh, through a friend of mine uh, ended up getting introduced to TradyPad, and I sat down and had a bit of a chat. Um, that was eight years ago. Um, started off. Talking to all the inquiries that came uh, came through, uh, and wanted to know about TradyPad and how we could help and what we did with technology. So I've talked to thousands of different trades and construction businesses um, over my time at, at TradyPad. Um, and one of the um, one of the things that I realised very quickly is we're in the business of change management. We're actually helping people move from what they've done for a very long time to something new. Uh, and, I, and it really became clear to me. And then also sort of around about the same time as the impact that we can have on businesses. Uh, and when I say impact, how it actually changes their life. And that that was that was a really big thing for me, you know, and it was, we didn't work with one software, we worked with a whole lot of different uh, types of software. Um, so, you know, we didn't have to be stuck to one way of doing things, which was really, really great. So as the as it's progressed over the years, I've sort of moved around the business, and um, now I'm uh, the general manager. Um, and um, yeah, I, I think the why we do what we do at TradyPad is really to to give our customers time time back, and also give them clarity on their business as well. And yeah, it's it's, it's a really exciting role. 
And I think both of you have mentioned there about spending the time like with the family, realizing that you didn't have to go into the office and do work at night. And then Scott, I'm also the child of self-employed parents. Um, so we know what it's like to see our parents do that. And it's not super fun um, to know that they're working their butts off and don't ever seem like they're getting as, as far as they should. I can't believe it's been so long. Me <laughs> too. Time's flying. Because then I started my bookkeeping business. It's where I think it's 11, must be 11 and a half years. So not long after um, time's flying. When you're having fun. It is. So the bookkeeping business at some point, it wasn't fun, but the not fun part meant that I came across profit first. So then it has been fun ever since. So, um, but again, I, I think the, the common theme between all of us is that we saw there was a problem. We didn't like it. And we went searching for a solution. We didn't just go, oh, that's how it's always been done. There's no, no other options. We're yeah. constantly looking for what's next. How can we improve it? So lots of the clients that the majority of clients that I work with and speak to have a job management system in place, but are not using all of the features. And it usually goes, I ask everybody I talk to what system they're using. They usually tell me which one it is. And it always comes with a but. And I would love to hear from you both around what we can do to take that butt away from them so they're using the system correctly and then what effects that's going to have on their business. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we come across it um, all day, every day about businesses not using software correctly, okay, and whether it's not the right product for them or they just haven't had the education um, and training on how to actually use it is is, is a massive thing. Um, you know, it's... Look, we, we've seen people that have been on the right software, but they've got it set up backwards and they don't know how to use it. A lot of people talk to us about, oh, you know, well, I've got to spend money to invest in this in this software to get it set up, to get it set up and configured correctly, but also to get trained on how to use it. And it's such a massive return on investment for a business owner because I've seen it over and over again. I've seen people on the right software that haven't got the right guidance, haven't had it set up properly, so they're not using it. So then they go back to market thinking they're on the wrong tool. And then they're in that vicious loop of trialing software, thinking that they're looking for this this product and they could have already been on it, you know. And I think one of the things we're talking about today is, you know, is staff and staff is, you know, is, is, is increasingly difficult to find. And one of the things that having the technology um, set up correctly will do, it will do a couple of things is, you'll be able to actually have your staff being more productive for you, be able to see um, whereabouts um, you're making money on your jobs. You know, The other thing um, that comes into staff as well, staff have got to be happy in, in their roles. And I've talked to a few businesses that have been through software rollouts, not trials, rollouts, like three or four times. And it's like, oh, no, what's the boss getting me to do now? Yeah. We're trying a different software, you know, so... Investing a bit of time and money into getting a, getting a software. Well, first of all, finding the right technology. But if you've got technology, you know, and and after you find the right one, is actually investing the money and the time to actually get someone who's specialised in the area, just like the trades of construction are in the areas, to come in and, and show you how to use it properly, get it set up really uh, really good. Okay, um, and I suppose teach people how to use the tool. 
um, because at, at the end of the day, we get stories every week. And I'll just share a quick story here, um, Katie, is um, I spoke to a plumbing business recently and they went through um, a, a software um, recommendation set up and training and project with us. Okay. And this was um, this was more towards the business owner, but I was doing a um, having getting a bit of feedback at the end of the project, and um, I said, "So, how's it been? You know, how's the how's this whole experience been? Um, what have you what have you benefited from?" And um, the the wife, because husband and wife business, um, turned around and said to me, "Well, it's actually saving my husband 12, 10 to twelve hours per week." Mm-hmm. And I thought, "Well, that's fantastic. Well, what's he doing with the time?" Um, and she said, "Well, Scott." Instead of getting up at four, he's getting up at six, mm. right? and that's been great for his whole mental well-being and being able to run the business more efficiently. Now that there, I mean, how can you put a price on? Okay, yes, it costs X amount to get it set up and trained, but how can you put a price on not only the time that's being saved, but also the way he's feeling about life in general and his health in general? Mm. Those extra hours sleep and not getting up at four o'clock makes a massive difference to his health that he won't even potentially see the result of until years to come as well. Like, that's a massive one. Yeah. And I think it's something that tradies tend to overlook or they kind of like just bury that and don't think about that. They're just so consumed with what they're doing now, they're not thinking about the impacts on their own health, both physical and mental. Another benefit I see that's kind of aligned with that is when you've got a system and you've got the information in the system and the jobs and the to-do items and whatever, and it's not rolling around in your head and you're thinking, oh, I've got to remember that or I've have to you know, think about that. When you've got it in the system and you're confident that you've got everything in there, it takes such a weight off your shoulders of knowing that you don't have to have all that kept in your head mm-hmm. and having to worry about it. And that, man, that's, that's a huge, huge impact. And that's something that I find that I know myself in my own business, I kind of prided myself on being able to hold all that info in my head and you know I can do that that's fine but when you have a system in place and I have had now for a number of years where my system tells me what to do pretty much holy dooly it is so much better (laughs) so much better but again like we said we put the effort and time into that implementation and that training to get it customized and running to our business yeah. And then the benefits are enormous. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is probably it's a good indicator of how things have changed over the last 10 years. Mm-hmm. In the early days, we'd get people coming to us with nothing. They were just on traditional pen and paper and um, doing things the old way. But it's now a lot more common that someone comes to us with a, a software already in place. For whatever reason, they've made a decision on it themselves, done some investigation, they made it, the pub told them about it, whatever it is. But um, they're definitely coming to us with um, something already. And that's probably because the software companies make it so easy for people to get started with things. You can go into the app store, download an app, set up a trial, go for it. But And that's great, but it's a double-edged sword because that system's got lots of capability. It hasn't necessarily been set up to suit the way you do things. You haven't been shown how to use it. And so the software companies are great at building software, but they're not training companies. And that's what we do. We're a training company. 
So we kind of we work closely with software companies because they realize the benefit that we bring in being able to do a proper implementation and rollout into a business with change management and training for staff and training for or best practices and and business process and integrations into other things. And so we kind of bring a whole nother and a whole nother facet to it where it's not just sign up for a trial and get started and away you go. There's a whole bunch more stuff that that comes with it around all those things that I just mentioned. So so I think it's really, really important that people realize that choosing the software is this is the start. There's that's the tip of the iceberg. There's a whole bunch more stuff that that goes along with that to make sure that the software is being used properly and to its potential and you're you're actually using it to take that weight off your shoulders and get all that information out of your head. And I think a real like a good example in the work that I do as well as with zero. Like everybody I work with is on zero. I've worked with zero for my entire businesses. I love it. But I one of the the first thing I do with all bookkeeping clients when come on when they come on board or profit first clients is we do a full zero review and see find all the areas which aren't being used properly. And yes, it's a great simple system, but like you say, like any of these job management systems, it's about that customization, choosing the right one for their business and customizing it to work simply and efficiently for their business. Yep. Otherwise it is not efficient and yeah. it causes more problems <laughs> yeah, then. Absolutely. Awesome. So I hear lots and I speak to lots of tradies who complain that they have troubles tracking uh, their time materials and so on. So when I'm talking to clients, we're obviously talking about profitability and how do we find them more profit. And once I start to dig in, they aren't tracking their staff time or their materials to jobs, or they are kind of maybe a little bit sometimes. How How is I guess, what's the best example or some examples of how when they're using a job management system, can that solve those problems? It's a really key piece of most of these um, job management systems that we work with, that ability to track actual costs. And it's really split into the two things, time being labor and then costs being materials and subcontractors and plant equipment and hire and all that kind of stuff. So kind of split it into those two things. From a time perspective, it's sometimes a whole new world for businesses that haven't tracked time at a job level before. A lot of people will do start of day, end of day. So I might work on four or five different things throughout the day, but I'll just do my time sheet where I've got, I started at seven and I finished at four and I had a 30 minute break. So for a business like that, it's a it's a bit of a whole um, new new discovery of, okay, now we've got to start tracking time at job level and tracking maybe tracking travel time or time in the office or whatever. So I think the important part is just keep it simple. Don't overcomplicate it if you haven't done it before. Just keep it quite simple and, and get started. But accurate time tracking is really, really important because labor makes up such a huge part of, of our jobs and our projects, especially if we're talking about project type work um, where you're making multiple visits to site and we might have staff working on different things within the job, the time tracking to give us then reporting on what we've quoted or estimated versus what our actual time costs are is is critical. It's absolutely critical. 
And we'll be talking on that time tracking just quickly. Like it's as simple as click of a button, click of a button. We're not talking about a complicated, convoluted system here, just for anyone who isn't aware of how we can track time. Good point. (laughs) Good point. And it's all through apps. You know, it's all in an app. And this is a key key piece that we focus on when we're helping a client find the right system. It's looking at how is this going to function for the guys in the field? Because they're the ones that are capturing the info. They're the source of the data. They're the ones that know what they worked on, what time they got there, what time they left, what they did. So we want to give them the ability to do it. So keep it simple. Um, don't overcomplicate it. Like Katie said, it can be a check-in at the start of the job, check-out at the end of the job, or at the end of the job, you can just retrospectively put your time in. There's lots of different ways to do it, but it is easy. Mm-hmm. What's important, though, is that there's commitment to to capturing it and someone's, I guess, checking it and monitoring it. And Scott will talk a little bit more about that later. Um with the materials side of things or the costs side of things, there's a variety of different ways that that can happen. Sorry, before I move on to the materials, I'll just go back to the time for a second. One thing that can help with recording of time, a lot of people don't realize this, but scheduling can play a big role in that. When you've got a job management system that has a scheduling function within it, we get lots of people who come to us that say, oh, we don't worry about the scheduling. But that's an important thing for workers to know where they're going mm-hmm. so they know what they're working on throughout the day. But it also makes it easier for them to then log their time because they'll go into their schedule. Okay, I'm working on that job. Open that job. Start my timer. So it's all there in front of them. They basically just follow the the process, follow the list. So scheduling is kind of the starting point of the worker knowing what they need to log their time against. Wow. So schedule them. They track their time. We can you know, make it a bit more advanced. You might break the job up into tasks or components, and time can then get logged against different tasks within a job if you want to get a little more, little bit more detailed. But keeping it simple is is really really important. And training, training. I know we spoke about training uh, just before, but training plays a big role in here as well. You can't just expect someone to pick up an app and know how to use it. Give them a little bit of training and explain. Why are we doing this? What are the benefits going to be? And what do they need to do? So you just give them some instructions. doesn't have to be complex, but we always build in a session in our projects, which is dedicated to staff training. Once we've developed what the workflows look like and how it's all going to function, then we get the staff in and we go, righto, here's what we're doing. We're going live with this. Here's what you need to do. And it's very clear instructions where they're told what they need to do instead of just assuming they know what to do. So, yeah, a few, few things there. We'll talk about material tracking and cost tracking later on. Um, but, yeah, time. I think time and labor tracking is a real um, – it's, it's a, a big missing piece of the puzzle for a lot of people that come to us. Mm-hmm. And just to add on to that too, um, and this might not be for um, every business out there, but um, I spoke to a business um, yesterday actually and what they're going to use time tracking for is how much time they're spending on their quoting because what they want to do is they want to get to a point with their clients where they go, okay, look, we've the, and, and the quoting for their projects is quite in-depth and they spend a lot of time, but sometimes they get shopped. And so what they want to do is record how much time they're spending and say, okay, Mr. Client, I've actually spent seven hours or eight hours putting this quote together. Happy to do a little bit more work for you, but 
I'm going to need a charger for the rest of this, you know. So it's 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 t- yeah, time tracking and recording of time because it's very easy as well to when you're not when you don't have a system and you're not recording time to lose time. Oh, I think it was about this much, and you know, old mate I was speaking to yesterday said oh, I could be seven hours, but it could likely be fifteen hours. Don't know unless you're recording it. Yeah. An email takes long enough to write, let alone putting a quote together. <laughs> And I think to a good point there is as business owners, we we often, you know, think we've got a good gut feel for things and, you know, we've been doing this a while. Um, but every single time I work with a client and it comes to time and I'm like, how much time do you spend on this particular thing? And then we actually track it. It is always very, very different. So we can also tell ourselves that it's only taking seven when it's actually taking 15 because that makes us feel better. And we just do it subconsciously without without too much thought. But as you say, then that chews into not only your time, but then also if you're not charging for that, it can uh, certainly get very stressful very, very quickly. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Profit First for Tradies. If you want more, head over to profitfirstfortradies.com.au for the show notes and the links to today's free resources. And if you'd like to learn how to become a permanently profitable tradie and eliminate your cash flow problems, join us in the Profit First for Tradies Facebook group where I share tips, resources and trainings so you can save time, save money and save your sanity. You can learn more over at profitfirstfortradies.com.au. Catch you next time on the Profit First for Tradies podcast.